You know, we, um, we live in a world when we look around and there are always two sides to everything. Um, there are a lot of people in the world that are happy, that are fulfilled, that are satisfied in life, uh, that are positive, that are encouraged, and that are encouraging. But we also are aware that there are a lot of people in our world who are hurting for various reasons. People who lose loved ones, people who maybe have lost a job, people who are facing uh, illness that uh, is possibly terminal. Uh, but people are struggling, people are hurting, and, and sometimes from either of those situations, we are looking for something different in life, something new. Probably those folks that are struggling, if we were to ask them, uh, they would all say, yes, I would like a new start in life. I, I would like a, a fresh start, a new beginning, something different than where I am right now. They, they struggle with depression. They struggle with heartache. They struggle with hurt. They struggle with loneliness. Uh, they, they deal with with uh, emptiness, and they're looking for something to fill the void, and oftentimes we see folks who are trying to fill that emptiness and void and loneliness in their life in a lot of different ways, and, and they would love to have a new start, a fresh start, a new beginning. In God's Word this morning, the author of the book of Romans tells us that we can do just that. If you have your Bibles and you turn with me to Romans chapter 6. Romans chapter 6, and we want to read the first 11 verses together this morning. Romans chapter 6, beginning in verse 1. What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace might increase? May it never be. How shall we who died to sin still live in it? Or do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus have been baptized into His death? Therefore, we have been buried with Him through baptism into death, in order that as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in the newness of life. For if we have become united with Him in the likeness of His death, certainly we shall also be in the likeness of His resurrection." Knowing this, that our old self was crucified with Him, and that our body of sin might be done away with, and we should no longer be slaves to sin. For he who has died is freed from sin. Now, if we have died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with Him, knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, is never to die again. Death no longer is master over Him. For the death that he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life that he lives, he lives to God. Even so, consider yourselves to be dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. That we can walk in the newness of life. A new life, a, a new beginning, living our best life in a new life. Imagine with me for just a moment this morning. For some... It's not difficult to imagine. For others, it may be. But imagine if you had a, a large amount 
of debt. Now, it can be any kind of debt, but specifically, let's say this morning, credit card debt. The average credit card debt in America today is $12,000 credit card debt. Imagine if you had this massive amount of debt hanging over your head, and you have been trying and doing everything you can, and there is little to no hope that you are ever going to get out from under that debt. Statistics show that if you make the minimum payment of $12,000 in credit card debt with the interest rates and all of the things that apply, it would take you roughly 19 to 20 years to pay that off. People struggle with the idea of that amount of debt and money, and there's no way to get out from under it. So, so if we're imagining, let's imagine this, that a friend, someone that you know, comes along, and they generously and kindly pay that debt on your behalf. Wipe it clean. It's all gone. You're not under that weight any longer. You don't have to worry about it anymore. It's taken care of. How would you feel? You would feel relieved. (laughs) You would be grateful. You would be excited. You would be so appreciative of what had been done for you. As we think about the last few weeks and we've looked at the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, Jesus, in a much grander scale, in a much more important fact, did exactly that. There was a debt that you and I owe for sin in our life that we can never pay. No matter what we do, no matter how hard we try, no matter what effort we put forth, we can never pay the debt of sin that we owe. Jesus stepped forward and paid that debt on our behalf so that we do not have to. Jesus died on a cross and paid the penalty for the sin that exists in our life as a sinless, pure, and holy sacrifice. You and I should look at that and feel relief. You and I should look at that and feel gratitude and appreciation and excitement and joy to know that there was a debt that we could not pay in any way, shape, or form. Never could we pay that. But that Jesus chose to pay that on our behalf. In verse 6 it says, We know that our old self was crucified with Him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing. You understand what that means? The body of sin, that's my past. That's the sin, that's the mistakes, that's the failures, that's the shortcoming of my life. He said, We have been crucified on the cross with Him that the body of my sin, my past sin, my past failure my regret that I look back and see what has happened in my life and the things that I've done, he says that they would be brought to nothing. Do you understand what that means? That, they mean, that means that they are rendered powerless. That they no longer have an effect or an influence on my life. And so one of the things that we have to understand is Christ Jesus paid the debt for us So that that debt and the burden and the weight of that debt could be removed from our life. That it no longer has an impact on us or an influence on us. That they would be brought to nothing 
so that, listen to what he says, there's a reason that he wanted to reduce that to nothing that would have no power, no influence, no impact on our life moving forward so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. So that it no longer had its hold and control on us. The problem is that so many of us, when we accept the forgiveness of God, do not forgive ourselves. And so we keep, we keep carrying the burden, we keep carrying the weight of that past sin, the past failures, the past mistakes of our life. We keep holding on to it. We keep living in the regret. We keep, we keep dealing with the, the remorse or, or the struggles or the guilt that we have. And he said, listen, I paid the debt so that you do not have to, but also I brought it to nothing so that it no longer has a grip on you. It no longer controls you or influences your life. And so when we receive the forgiveness that Christ Jesus has given us, we in turn need to understand that that forgiveness, that price that He paid, has brought our sin and our past to nothing. It no longer has an impact on us. It no longer should influence us. We need to forgive ourselves, accept His forgiveness, and that gives us a new lease on life. It gives us a fresh start and a new beginning that we could not have experienced without Christ Jesus and the price that He paid. It is critical that if we want that fresh start and that new beginning that we, we understand what Christ Jesus did for us on the cross. And then in what He did for us on the cross and how it impacts our lives as we become believers and accept Jesus Christ and the gift and the price that He paid. Think about this for just a moment. I, I think about people who like to hike. Now, now, now I, I'm not a big hiker. I enjoy nature. I enjoy getting out. But hiking, I'm talking about serious hiking. That, that Just think for a moment that we're going to go on this hike. We're going to go on this, this trail. And this trail, a friend who's very experienced and very knowledgeable, has been on this trail many times, before we get ready to go, says to us, Hey, listen, this trail is a little bit tricky. It, it's pretty challenging. And, and here's what I want you to know. There are going to be some really steep grades up. There's going to be some really steep grades down. There's going to be some really narrow places. There are going to be some some rocky places and, and even some, some slick rocks that we're going to be on. But if you will stick with me, I will get you through this trail and we will reach the summit of where we want to go. And so you start out on that hike. You start out on that journey and you start out with confidence. You start out with assurance because you believe that the person who told you that, the friend who communicated that, knows what they're doing. They, they know the trail, they've been on it before, and they know how to help you to navigate that trail successfully so that there aren't any accidents, there aren't any problems, and there aren't any issues. We think about the process of that, of that challenging trail, and what it would mean to be guided through that, and that is what Christ Jesus has done for us, in that He has conquered sin. So, so we don't have to figure out how to conquer sin. It's already been done. So that we can, in turn, live a life that has conquered sin because Christ Jesus has done that for us. And He says, stick with me. I've already been there. 
I've conquered sin. I've conquered death. I've overcome the grave. I've defeated Satan. And I can guide you through that path, through that difficult trail, through, through those obstacles and challenges, if you'll stick with me. If you'll come along with me, I'll guide you through the path of this life in regards to sin, in regards to Satan, in regards to death and the grave. He says, I've already conquered that. I know the way, I know the path, and if you will follow me, if you will stay with me, I will guide you through that in this life. The problem is, so many times, we want to do it on our own. So many times, we think we know what's best. We know that this is the best way to go, or that's the best way to go. This is the best way, best way to navigate this situation or these circumstances. And instead of letting His Word and His Spirit lead us and guide us, we try to take control. And He says, listen, just follow Me. I'll guide you through the process. Verse 4, Paul says, We were therefore buried with Him through baptism into death. Again, there's always a reason. Listen to what he says. In order. In order means this was done so that. Okay? In order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life, a fresh start, a new beginning. And he says, here's how that happens, is that we are buried with Christ in baptism and that we put to death the old sinful self. And he says it no longer has power, but we are also resurrected with him to walk in a brand new life, a fresh start, a new beginning, and he says, in regards to that, I will lead you down that trail. I will lead you in that path. I will guide you through the challenges and the difficulties of that. And through our faith in Christ Jesus, we are united with Him in His death and His resurrection. And we have a new life in Christ Jesus. We are born anew. We are different than we've ever been before when we come into Christ Jesus. I think about the old illustration of the caterpillar. A caterpillar is really not very pretty. A caterpillar is, is restricted to climbing on a surface, whether it be the ground or a tree or on us sometimes or whatever the case may be. And it's limited to where its little little legs, little little tentacles, little things can take it anywhere in life. And most people look at a caterpillar and what? It's unpleasant. They don't like it. They would rather get rid of it, if, if anything. But here's the fact. A caterpillar, when it goes through the process, ends up in a cocoon. It goes through a metamorphosis. And it's a struggle, and it's a difficulty. It, it's not easy, if you've ever watched the process of that, of what it takes to... To, to weave and to build that cocoon and then to be inside of it for an extended period of time and then to break out of that after all the things that have taken place have taken place. But eventually, through the metamorphosis, through the journey, through the change, the caterpillar now has a new life. And you know what that life is? The butterfly. The butterfly is beautiful. And a butterfly, people look at it they look at a caterpillar and they look at a butterfly and they go, how beautiful. Look at it, it's so light. It can fly from place to place. It's no longer restricted to the ground. It's no longer restricted to some surface to move along. 
It's no longer dependent upon all of these things that, that happened before. Why? Because it now has a new life. And as believers in Christ Jesus, He has given us a new life. And He has taken us through the process of bearing the old self, of putting to death the old sinful me and the old nature, and bringing me to life as a new creature. We are a new person in Christ Jesus to live differently than we did before. That we are relieved from the bounds and the pressures of sin and its control and grip over our life, enslaved by that. And he says, now you're set free to fly. Now you're set, set free to, to go and move about and, and do what it is that, that I've called you to do in life. We are no longer the same person that we used to be. In verse 11, he says this, So you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. You have to consider yourself that way. You have to, to, to take that inner look at yourself and say, Listen, I am dead to sin. Sin is no longer in control of my life. I am alive to God in Christ Jesus. He is the purpose that I am alive. He is the reason that I am alive. He is the one who's made the difference in my life. And so when we look at this passage, a week after celebrating the resurrection of Jesus Christ, we look at it and understand that it's through His death, burial, and resurrection, and the fact that He lives eternally in the kingdom of heaven, that you and I can have a fresh start, that we can get a new life and a new beginning, and we can start over, and it can be the best life. It can be a wonderful life a blessed life by the power of God. So what does all of this mean for us today? It means that we have a new identity in Christ, that we have a fresh start and a new beginning. We are no longer defined by our past mistakes, our past sin, our past struggles, that we are not powerless in regards to temptation and sin. And sometimes we act like that. Sometimes we act like, oh, oh, there's just nothing I can do. It really drives me crazy when someone acts or, or the behavior or the attitude is, is not an acceptable way. And people go, well, that's just whoever that person's name is, right? In our world today, we call them, what, Karens or something like that, right? And they go, well, that's just who Karen is. No, it's not. They're under the influence of sin. They're under the influence of guilt. They're under the influence of this world. And it's not who they have to be. Through Christ Jesus, they don't have to continue to live under that sin or under that, that, that authority or, or under that attitude or idea. They can change and they can be different. And you and I need to recognize that we too can change and be different. We do not have to be held under temptation and the power of sin and allow it to rule and control our life. But that we can follow Christ Jesus through the journey of our faith, that we are dead to sin and alive to God through Christ Jesus. So, let me share with you just quickly three practical things for us to understand of how to live the new life in Christ Jesus. The first thing is this, recognize where it comes from. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Recognize it's not us. There isn't anything that we can do. There isn't any way that we can deserve it or earn it or pay for it or get it without Christ Jesus. 
understand, recognize where it comes from. It comes from Him and Him alone and through the price that He paid on the cross and then through His death, burial, and resurrection that the gospel plan of salvation, and He says what? As the author of Romans writes, He says we are baptized into Christ Jesus. That we follow the gospel plan of salvation that says we hear the Word, we believe the Word, we repent of our sins, we confess Christ Jesus as our Lord and Savior, and we are baptized, buried, put to death the old self, and we are resurrected to walk in the newness of life. That's where it comes from. Nothing I can do, there isn't anything in my life that can get me there. It is only through Christ Jesus. And we must recognize that. Each and every day of our life, understanding what this means. It means that we are united with Christ in His death. That when we are buried in the water grave of baptism, it is a symbolic moment of putting to death the old me and all of my sin and all of my past, all of my failures, all of my shortcomings, all of my mistakes. They're done. They're dead. They're in that watery grave. And I'm united with Christ there because He was in the grave. And then we must understand that we are alive with Christ in the resurrection. That just like that first Easter morning when it said He's not here, He's risen just as He said. That He conquered sin, He conquered death, He conquered Satan, He conquered the grave, and He arose again alive. And you and I are alive in Christ Jesus. We are living our best life now through Him and through the penalty and the price that He paid for us on the cross. And the third thing is this. Apply the truth of this every day of your life. Please, 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 when you have received His forgiveness, when you have been blessed with the gift of eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord and Savior, when you have been set free from the penalty and the burden and the price of sin, don't go back to that old way of life. Don't return again and allow sin to enslave you and to ensnare you and control you. Understand that you have been set free. The old nature is done away with and we are alive in a new life in Christ that He has provided through His death, burial, and resurrection. And so many times in life, we accept that gift and we're so excited and we're so full of excitement and and energy and enthusiasm that we've been forgiven. And then somewhere along the way, we begin to just little by little by little to move back into that old nature. To go back to that old way of living and that old way of sin. We allow temptation to overtake us and, and we fall right back to where we were. And He is telling us in His Word today, you do not have to do that. You have been set free from the burden of that sin through Christ Jesus. And that you are now living in a new life. And so every day, remember, recognize where it comes from. Understand what it means to us. And then apply that truth. I am moving forward in a new life and I will never go back again to the way I used to be. Well, this morning, we're going to offer an invitation again. And the invitation is simply this. If you want a fresh start, if you want a new beginning, if you want to start over, it only happens through Christ Jesus. You can come and receive Him today for the very first time. 
If you've done that at some point, but you've taken those little steps back and back and back again, and you're living in that old nature and that old way, and today you want to say, I'm done with that, I'm finished with that, I'm moving forward in a new life today, a new beginning today, then this invitation is for you. It's a time for us to make decisions about today and about moving forward into the future. And if you want to live the new life and live your best life now, then I invite you to come. Accept Jesus as we stand and sing.